Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Being a Leader Live with Brenda Spears. If you're tuning in for the first time, this radio show is about leadership. We explore topics that are important to being a great leader. Whether you're a first-time manager or a seasoned executive, the show will help you learn and improve the essential skills that all executives need. I'm your host, Brenda Baird, and in this episode, I'll draw on my 30-plus years of business experience in building teams and creative new ways of thinking about common leadership challenges. Along with my experience, I am a credential with the International Coaching Federation as a professional certified coach, and I'm also an energy leadership so you may be wondering if this show is for you. Well, I believe that we are all leaders somewhere in our lives. Certainly are leaders of our own. I hope today's show inspires you to reflect and take some action to make your life and career You know, the really cool thing about it, so if you'd like to call into the show, the number is 646-716-9377. And press 1 to get in the queue. Love talking to the listeners, so give me a call. The number is 646-716-9397. If you a question or simply just make a comment about today's topic, I really, really love to hear from you. So speaking about today's topic, here's what it is. It's our customer or employees the one priority in a controversial question that has appeared in a couple of my social media feeds. I have those comments. I've gotten a little feedback and pushback on that. And so it, since it is such a hot topic, I thought perhaps maybe it might be a great episode being a leader. So you can follow me on LinkedIn. And if you do that, check out uh, my page, follow me, and you'll get a free copy of what's called is it employees or customers that make a business successful? This may be one of the toughest questions to answer today in the minds of most leaders as they struggle to find new ways of cutting costs, gaining new efficiencies, and all the while trying to sustain their moving from a predictive to a non predictive. In other words, it's moving from a push to a and if organizations are to adapt to this shift, their leaders need to radically reassess their leadership behavior and shift at a very similar speed. So quickly, what is push and pull leadership and why do we care about it? <laughs> well, push leadership means that you tell people what to do. Uh, up from the top, someone sets a deadline and then the employees have to execute it. The push system adopts a level of discipline uses that as the driving in the areas of goals and expectations and sometimes very tight deadlines. And in a push system, what you'll typically find are detailed plans that come from top down, uh, a lot of nat charts <laughs> that display who's responsible for what and who's got to do it by when and uh, colors and spreadsheets and, and a very heavy reliance on contingency plans. Full leadership, on the other hand, is that you ask people what needs to be done. 
review their progress over time. People do what they think is reasonable. As opposed to stop creativity, the main driving force in a full system is the essential motivation to inspire passion, ambition, purpose. And a full system will typically find facilitators, a learning culture, and lean manage management tools like Kanban. Um, Kanban is a Japanese style. It's just in time delivery process that actually sparked out of Toyota. You get a lot of really great things from that company, I'll tell you. And you may have heard of some similar systems from their six uh, The pull approach helps you to develop keeping up in secondary. It's a model of leadership that helps you aware of what it is you're doing and why. And it really helps us to keep reality. So if you have any questions about what I've just presented so far, or maybe you'd like to share your thoughts about what's more important, customers or employees, please call into the show at 646-716-9607. Just press 1 to get in the queue, and I'll take your calls in so how do we begin to answer the question about is it employees, is it customers that should inform? Here are a couple of things that I want to bring up for us to remember, talk about a little bit further, and that is remember the days when economists warned us of the changing And they told us this new generation called the millennials were going to rock our world. Well, here's the thing. That day is now. And not only are they active in our workplace, they are actually entering their 30s and the fastest growing level of management organization. The millennial cohort consists of individuals that are born between 1982 and 2000. On the horizon, well, it's called Gen Z, the generation born right after. This next up generation is seen as the future big thing for researchers, cultural observers, trend forecasters, and a real impact on workplace change. Millennials were raised during some boom time and a relative growth in the 1990s, only to see their sunny world sort of dashed by September uh, 11 attacks. And the two economic crashes in 2000 and 2008. So when we think about the what we think is that there really are a story about Gen Z, by contrast, is they've had their eyes wide open before. They come along in the aftermath of the mentioned tragedies, 9-11, economic crashes. They're living in an era of the war on terror and the Great Recession. Millennials nearly, I think, as narcissistic brats who expect the boss to fetch them coffee, were largely raised by babies who, according to many, are the most self-absorbed, grandized generation in history. Who best represents that deep job? Someone very, very self-absorbed. So the millennials tend to be, believe it or not, more charitable, and that's. Right, because they were, by contrast, Gen 
Horizons actually these former latchkey kids who grew up with Nirvana and Flesher movies really have. So you may be wondering why I'm bringing up economic shifts and generation in a show where we're supposed to be talking about customers or employees. Well, here's one thing. If you are still lamenting about the millennial generation, trying to change the way they think and work, you're even in for a bigger struggle than Gen Z as your HR department. In today's challenging global economic demanding, and it is demanding that we differentiated and have more sustainable solutions Underlying this demand is a profound shift of
are working not able And I can tell you that new generations forward look at work much differently than those of us who grew up as babies in our life plus in time we can play time we the newer generations have watched them, observed them. They've seen the consequences of that kind of living. And they are saying, life is more of a balance. This is my life. Work is thing. So whether we agree with it or we don't agree with it, whether we think it's a bad idea or a good idea is really irrelevant. The truth of the matter is, the workforce of today and the income organizations can either work with that or Thing about taking on the new kind of leadership communication is in for it to really be successful. It can't just be spoken. This is another thing about this generation of moving into the workplace is that it's about their experience. So, in order for this new leadership to be successful, it must not be spoken but experienced. Leaders really must replace their trust in that modern authority with faith and shift for them. You shift, especially when you grew up in organizations where there was this hierarchy system, hierarchy And to see that shifting is very difficult to see how will I control. And this is really the essence of what I'm talking about today is that emphasis on employees has to be built on foundation of trust. There's a lot of things that build into that scenario that leaders are going to have to deal It's going to be a quiet revolution where our actions are going to speak louder than So getting up in front of the team and the PowerPoint presentation and talking to new era of whatever, they're not even going to hear you. They're going to only are we. Where are we? The second one is what are our So leadership can ask these questions of themselves and come up with answers about commercially where the business needs to be. Is it? Where is it going? Value in that vision and value structure, a leader can use their commercial purpose. The key strategic platform to growth. But these fundamental actions are not the turnkey to push changing your shift. From focused on customer to here's one third another question that you should ask. Third question in the series, and this one is not asked of the leader this time. It's asked of every single individual. And that question: What is? See, that's the question that the workforce is asking itself. What value am I? What am I contributing? Where can I be 
tell you really not to the generic commercial experience. Think about the business itself, but to the inherent intrinsic personal quality that divine each one of us as a So by asking this question, the leader begins a process that unleashes the human potential. And by the fact that it matters to the business value, it then demonstrates this is not just another initiative change. This is just not a borrowed or or just another artificial attempt at getting produced. But this is somehow how for real the organization does care about it and then This also allows critical, critical holding. Ultimately, it creates alignment with values, value and vision, and therefore creates attachment growth of the individual. So in doing so, the leader liberates the employees of the business. It answers the question that the investment committee asking system initiated sustainable growth environment where demand is not predictive. And where you have already made all the cuts and all the efficiencies possible or even wise to make, meaning that the choice of growth cannot come from cutting people, cutting cutting quality. How will you differentiate yourself Thought or question about the topic, give me a call. 
the motion as a resource to be valued within the business, and it brings the whole person to the work environment, not just. It also allows the individual to hear their own story and how others may interpret it. The process is really quite powerful and motivating and actually helps individuals lock into their value. You need help with this particular phase. Is work with employees. Just reach out to me at Brenda at Brenda.com and I can put you up with some resources and would be really beneficial in value pace and getting employees to sort of write what the value is. Now the third phase is called implication phase. <laughs> By far the most critical when an organization moves beyond just the dialogue of this change is to action. It's where the individual accountability is generated to a degree and with an integrity that no annual work plan, assessment program, if you have ever wished that your annual performance review could change, or wished that the annual bonus program was more equitable to staff and the company, you're going to want to listen up to this. The final phase is the new sense of collaboration. This new purpose and are the foundations of a ownership system. Results, process, influencing. By taking responsibility for that which they can, rather than knowing about it as they have in the past, individuals and teams will effectively isolate the issues beyond the reach. Very well, be the responsibility of their management to address and create change. But they will be able to isolate four issues that block the change goal. Issues that go up the chain will tend to be quite significant, and the senior managers cannot dodge the bullet when they are brought forward. I don't know about you, but if you've ever been in an organization where you've brought forward a challenge and have the Politics of the day get in the way of being able to even communicate what you see the problem is alone by a solution. It can be extremely frustrating. So, senior managers in this system are not able to dodge the bullet because they have written their own value and they have their own value to deliver. Once that political conspiracy is a positive force, meaning because the senior manager has certain value, it has to bring the organization, and that is clear. The politics of that will drive future change. Now, these issues could be structural, procedural, hierarchical, resources, skills, development, investment, or even competitive issues. That's all the issues that in the old and failing push system so the senior is content with Presented to leaders in a way that changed or changed the meaning of the show. have gone well, will have some questions to deal with their own people 
from those you report to, you sound okay as they really look at how you the one that thrives is kind of working. Well, there is a common, commonly held view that the customer comes first. However, I believe Think about the last time that you were less than satisfied with customer service or a product that you promised. Or maybe you went to buy something and desperately that could be product, application, service, and it just wasn't available because of what do you think caused it to be an employee or at least a process to perform? Most of us, our focus has been on customer needs. It may be useful to stand back and look at the needs of the employees that are servicing customers. You know, most customer complaints can probably be tracked back to the attitude or competence. It follows then that if we have the right employees doing the right thing, it's our customer service experience. Improve focus on the customer. They may not be happy. I do asking for trouble. I recently had a client from the banking industry, and while I was working with uh, someone on the help desk, the employee shared with me that their internet banking system was slow and inadequate. And as we talked about this very important business process, is handling customers. He went on to tell me a lot more about the organization and its mission. All of it. And this is a frontline employee, you know, the one who has direct contact with banks. I do organizations let disgruntled employees lose on valuable customers or vendors. Probably because they don't know that they're even disgruntled. Maybe because no one thought through the consequences of what it might be. Do they feel they belong? Are they? Do they know exactly what is it reward based on that value? Do they have a future with the CEOs of some of the greatest companies today? will tell you the greatest asset to have. That employees are the first point of contact. And as much as they need to be attached to the company level, strive to find connection and community. Organizations that evolve find the new era of leadership actually a refreshing change from the old days of politics so if you or your organization have more information about leadership, I can help. My coaching is leaders, talent, managers, teams, and individuals. So if you or your organization remove barriers to success and help your employees reach their full potential, I've got my services. I really hope that you found today's topic thought-provoking. And for more leadership ideas, Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Plus, check out the LinkedIn page.
share in that book more details about things you can straight or organize interactions and some other detailed resources that sort of support my theory. So I hope hope you can check that out. I want to thank you for tuning in to being okay live Our next episode will be August twenty second at one Eastern, twelve PM Central, right here on the Life Coach Radio Network. So for being leader, I think that's a wrap, Tommy. Until next time. Thanks, everybody.